the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. People who the Bible says we were once enemies of God and alienated from Him and far from Him. But now He's washed us by His blood. He's removed all of our sins. He's blotted out the record of wrong that we had in heaven. And He's made us clean and He's reconciled us to God. And the Bible says He's made us the children of God. And he's made us kings and priests, and we are going to serve with him in his kingdom as kings and priests. As Pastor Dan continues his teaching series through the book of Revelation, he'll be reminding you of the great call that God has placed on your life. You've been called to be a royal priesthood, and in the future, you will be in a place where you'll even be in charge of judging the angels. Focus on what God has commanded you and watch how He gives you greater responsibility if you've been faithful in the little things here on earth. Don't allow the enemy to distract you from your calling. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 1 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Forty-nine times in this book, he says, I saw, or I looked, or I beheld. And all John is doing in the book of Revelation is, is he is just writing down the things that he saw, the things that he heard. You know, the Lord allowed John to, to see these future events, and John simply wrote these things down. The book of Revelation is not the dreams of the Apostle John or the imaginations of the Apostle John, the book of Revelation is an eyewitness account by the Apostle John of what he saw and what he heard. This is probably why some of the things that are described in the book of Revelation are a little strange to us when we read them. We we read some of the things and you're like, what is this even talking about? I'll I'll give you an example. Revelation chapter 9 Verse 7, and here, John describes this this locust-like creature that comes out of the bottomless pit. In Revelation chapter 9, verse 7, he says, The shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth, and they had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and there were stings 
in their tails. Their power was to hurt men for five months. You, you read that and you think, what is he describing here? What is that? Well, he's just describing what he saw. And so as he's describing it, he's saying, well, it was kind of like this, and it kind of looked like that, and it kind of appeared this way, and it kind of looked this way, and had this thing that looked like that. And you think about it, and you think of if God took you thousands of years into the future and said, write down what you see, and you can't take out your phone and snap a photo of it and post it <laughs> on social media. You got you to gotta write it. You got to describe it with words, something thousands of years into the future, and you've got to use words, or he shows you some kind of demonic being from a bottomless pit, and now you've got to describe it with words. Words, not pictures, words, actual words, you know, more than 140 characters, <laughs> words. But how would you describe it? Well, you're, you're going to use things that you're familiar with now to describe what you're seeing that's in the future. And that's what John does here. Well, it looked kind of like a horse, but it had teeth like a lion. He's just, he's just describing it the best way that he can, using things that he's familiar with to describe these things that are actually in the future. So, going back to chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy And keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. So verse 3 tells us there's a special blessing that is promised to him who reads and those who hear and keep the things written in this book. You know, Revelation is the only book in the Bible that has this promise. Again, isn't it interesting that so many people are afraid to read this book of all books? And it's the only book that promises a blessing to those who read it and hear it and keep its word. So we will be blessed as we study through this book and we read it each week and we dig into it each week. God will have a blessing for us. Notice in verse 3 of your note taker, notice it says, he who reads, that's in the singular, and then those who hear and keep these things which are written, that's in the plural, so, the per, there's, so there's one person reading, and then everybody else in the congregation is hearing and keeping. Now, they didn't have Bibles like we do today. You know, every, you know, everyone didn't own a copy of the Bible for themselves. If you, if you remember, the, the Bible was written on scrolls, individual scrolls, and so they had a scroll of the book of Revelation, and the pastor would read that one copy that the church had, and he would read it, and the congregation would listen. And so he's saying here that the pastor is blessed for reading it to the congregation, and the congregation is blessed for hearing it and keeping the things that are written in this book. And so I kind of get a double blessing, because I'm reading it to you, and I'm hearing it, and I plan to keep it. You just get to hear it and keep it. So, And he says at the end of verse 3, the time is near. That should always be the attitude of our heart. Jesus Christ could come at any moment for his church, and so we always want to be ready. We want to live as if today's the day. Verse 4. So now verse 4, John has his introduction to the letter. John 
to the seven churches which are in Asia. Now, this is the first time we see the number seven in the book of Revelation. And John will use the number seven over and over and over in this book. Here he talks about the seven churches. He's going to talk about the seven spirits and the seven candlesticks and the seven stars and the seven lamps and the seven seals and the seven trumpets and the seven bowls and on and on and on through the whole book. We're going to see the number seven. One commentator counted 24 separate references using the number seven in the book of Revelation. The number seven appears in the book of Revelation more than all the other books of the New Testament combined. Question is why? Why does John use so many sevens in the book of Revelation? Well, throughout the Bible, the number seven represents completion. It represents totality. Revelation is the last book of the Bible. And Revelation describes for us, you know, the, the, the final completion of all of human history. And so it's fitting that there would be so many sevens in the book of Revelation because it's all about completion here. Things coming to their end, things coming to completion. And so he's writing here to the seven churches, which are in Asia. And don't think of China here or Japan. This is Asia Minor, modern day Turkey that he's writing to. And so this is a letter that was written to seven individual congregations that were located in modern day Turkey. But it's a message for every church uh, in every time in every part of the world. The things that are said here. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace to you and peace, which was the common greeting. We've seen that in some of the other epistles that we've studied. But this grace and peace is from him who is and who was and who is to come. That's, the, that's God the Father. And this description of describing God as the one who is, the one who was, and the one who is to come, it tells us that God is eternal and that he has always existed and that he rules the past, he rules the present, and he rules the future. Remember the Old Testament and the book of Exodus when God appeared to Moses in the burning bush and God told Moses his name. He said and told Moses, tell them I am sent you. I am that I am. His name is I am not I was or I will be, but I am the ever present one, the eternal one. You know, the, the, the God that doesn't change, the God who remains the same yesterday, today and Forever. He's the unchanging God. He's the I am. He's the one who is, who was, and is, is to come. The Bible tells us that there's no, there's no shadow of turning with him. He's always the same. And you read that, the one who is, who was, and who is to come. And, and you read that and you might think that it would make more sense, would kind of follow the pattern if it said, who is, who was, and who will be. But it says the one who is to come. The reason it says that is because that's the emphasis of the book of Revelation. That God is coming back. Jesus Christ is coming back. That's the subject, the return of Jesus Christ. The one who is to come. So this letter is from God the Father and from the seven spirits. There's the number seven again. Who are before his throne. 
So who are the seven spirits? What's, what's that all about? Who, what's that talking about? Well, when you come to a passage like this, you want to ask the question, do we see this anywhere else in the Bible? And we do. Back in Isaiah chapter 11, this is a messianic passage. It's describing Jesus Christ. Verse 1, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, speaking of Jesus, and a branch shall grow out of his root. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. And his delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. And so we have here this description of the characteristics of the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord. And so in the book of Revelation, when it talks about the seven spirits, it's talking about the seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And so you have, you have God the Father, you have the Holy Spirit writing this letter. And then it says in verse 5, back in chapter 1 of Revelation, and it's from Jesus Christ. And so this letter is from the whole Godhead. It's from the Father, it's from the Holy Spirit, and it's from the Son, Jesus Christ. It's, it's not from John. It's from God to his church. Now look at the wonderful description of Jesus found in verse 5. Jesus is described as the faithful witness. The faithful witness. In John chapter 18, when Jesus was on trial before Pontius Pilate, Jesus said to Pilate, For this reason I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Jesus was a faithful witness to the truth. And what was the truth that Jesus bore witness to faithfully? The truth that man is sinful, and that man's sin separates him from God, and man needs a Savior. And God, because he loves the world, sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to be the savior of man. That's the truth that Jesus bore witness to. Uh, Jesus gave his life on the cross to save man and to reconcile man back to God. Jesus said in Luke 13, unless you repent, you will perish. That's the truth. That's the truth that Jesus bore witness to. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but through me. That's the truth. He was a faithful witness to the truth of God. He's also, verse 5, the firstborn from the dead, speaking of his resurrection. He was the first one to be raised to eternal life. You know, all of us who have put our trust in Jesus Christ one day will be raised to resurrected eternal life. Jesus is the first fruits of that, the first fruits of the resurrection. Uh, It goes on to say in verse 5 again that Jesus is also the ruler over the kings 
of the earth. That's comforting to know, isn't it? Because sometimes you think, you know, nobody's ruling over the earth. You know, you kind of look at how things are going. You think nobody's at the wheel. What's happening kind of thing. Well, it's nice to see here that Jesus is ruling over the kings of all the earth. By the end of the book of Revelation, Jesus will return, will return to the earth and establish his kingdom on the earth. And he will rule over all of the earth as king of kings and lord of lords. And all of the governments of the world will be upon his shoulders. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and he will rule with righteousness and justice and equity upon all of the earth. And the people, it says in Isaiah, the people will say, this is the one we've been looking for. This is the ruler that we've wanted all along. Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so there's coming a day when he will return and establish righteousness upon the earth. Now, Look at what it says here. Look at verse 5. I love this. This is the best part. He's describing Jesus, this faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the first of the resurrection. He's ruler over all the kings of the earth. And as John considers this, he just kind of breaks forth in worship, really on behalf of all of us, all of the church. And he says in verse 5, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, John just can't hold it in, right? And John says, man, he, he, he loved us. And he washed us from our sins with his own blood. You know, Romans 5, 8 says God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He he showed us his love by dying for us and dying for our sins. And he washed us with his own blood. He made us clean. He removed all of our sin. He removed the stain of sin that was upon us with his own blood by dying in our place on the cross. And now it says, and he's made us kings and priests. You know, Peter describes us as a royal priesthood. When we get to Revelation chapter 5, it's going to say that we are going to reign with Christ in his kingdom and serve in his kingdom as kings and priests with him. You, if you've trusted Christ, that's talking about you. And me, people who were once lost as can be, people who were dead in their trespasses and sins, people who the Bible says we were once enemies of God and alienated from him and far from him. But now he's washed us by his blood. He's removed all of our sins. He's blotted out the record of wrong that we had in heaven. And he's made us clean and he's reconciled us to God. And the Bible says he's made us the children of God and he's made us kings and priests. And we are going to serve with him in his kingdom as kings and priests. Us, you and me. That's why John says here in verse 6, To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. As he's thinking about what, what will take place, what the future holds for the people of God, for those that have trusted Jesus Christ, in this coming kingdom, in this coming glory. John says, Amen. The word amen means, so be it. So be it. 
You know, as he's thinking about, you know, the world that he's living in, which is full of persecution and tribulation, not unlike the world that we're living in. And he's thinking about the fact that one day Jesus is going to, you know, part the clouds in the sky and he's going to come riding back down to the earth, physically returning, literally returning to the earth, to Jerusalem and establish his kingdom there and rule over all the earth and over all the nations. And the governments will be upon his shoulders And as John is thinking about that and thinking about how he has saved us and cleansed us by his blood and has made us children of God and kings and priests with him and that one day we're going to rule and reign with him upon the earth and one day he's going to take everything that's wrong with this world and make it right. John says, so be it. Do it. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. You're going to see that throughout. That's John's heart. All right, do it, Lord. Do it. Come on. So be it. Amen. You know, look at, look at verse 7. Behold, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him. But Jesus talked about how, how lightning flashes across the sky. So every eye will see his return. He's, he's not going to come uh, and be you know, hidden away in some apartment in Brooklyn, as some cults teach. He's not going to come to some remote village in Siberia, as some cults teach. He's not going to be ripping people off in South America, as there is a man right now who claims to be Jesus Christ, ripping people off in South America. Now, when he comes, every eye is going to see. There's not going to be any question. Was that Jesus? Is that really Jesus? Now, every eye will see his return. He is going to come in the clouds. Revelation 19 describes him riding down through the clouds on a horse, a robe dipped in blood. On his thigh is the name King of Kings, Lord of Lords. His tongue is like a double-edged sword. His eyes are red with fire. His hair is white as wool. And he comes down riding out of the clouds. Armies of heaven are with him. That's you and me. And we come riding down with him to serve as kings and priests in his kingdom. And he's going to come and he's going to stand on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. That mountain's going to split in half. And he's going to walk into the temple. And he's going to assume his rightful place as the king of all the earth. And he's going to rule over all the earth as king of kings and lord of lords. Right? Every eye will see it. Everybody will know it. There's not going to be any question. Even they who pierced him, it says. You know, it says in John chapter 1 that he came unto his own and his own received him not. He came to save people and the world rejected him. And the world said, we don't want this man ruling over us. And they crucified him. And when he comes a second time, he's coming as judge. He's not coming to save. He's coming to judge those that have rejected him. And all of those who rejected him, that pierced him. And it says, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, because they've rejected him. And he's coming to judge them. This is when he's going to separate the wheat from the chaff and the goats from the sheep and all of that. And he's going to come and he's going to judge with a righteous judgment. And look at what John says at the end of it. Even so, amen. So be it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, that's what John's saying here. That you're going to come. You're going to come in the clouds. Every eye is going to see it. The world's going to know that you were, uh, that they crucified you, that they rejected you, and they're going to mourn because you're coming to judge them. And John says, do it. So be it, Lord. 
Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. That's what he says. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, and he has more to share with you next time. How is your heart doing as you listen to these teachings about the future? If you're in need of prayer for any reason, would you be willing to give us a call and talk with us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever might be weighing on you. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from the culminating final book of the Bible, Revelation. Pastor Dan has much more to share from this book, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue learning and growing, appreciating what God wants us to see from His Word. We hope you'll tune in then and be a part of our listening audience. Continue searching for what God has for you to see here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.